Hello and welcome to this podcast. I'm Francis Seeley from Global Net 21 and Enfield Voices. And this is one of the many podcasts we do, some that are derived from the webinars we've done in the past and some that we originate. This one is a webinar that we did some time ago. We're now turning it into this podcast. And in this webinar, we're going to interview Nishan Jingo Zian, who is from the Bulgarian community. And he um, is going to tell us about his community and the work that he does with them, as well as other communities from East Europe. It's one of several podcasts that I hope we'll do in the future with different communities in our own locality. Anyhow, I hope you'll join us and listen, and thank you for doing so. Anyhow, Nishan, um, really pleased that you're here with us today and you're going to talk to us about this. And it might be nice to begin with if you could tell us about yourself, a little bit about yourself and some of your background. Well, first of all, thank you very much for inviting me. Um, you said I'm a Bulgarian, Bulgarian citizen, British citizen. Also, I moved to the UK uh, more than almost 20 years ago. Um, I was a student. I did my master program at Kingston University years, years ago, ago, ago. And the plan, to be honest, wasn't to stay in the UK. The plan was just to finish my master program and to go back to Bulgaria, but for good or bad, I ended up in Enfield. Um, I worked for Brand Council last year. I managed the new anti-emerging communities program of Brand Council. We work with hard-to-reach groups and hard-to-reach and underrepresented groups at the moment. I still work for Brand Council part-time, and at the moment, I'm in, involved um, in the... Uh, I manage um, on part of Hertfordshire Council and for partner organizations, the Bringing Communities program of Hartwishia of Council in, in Hartsmere and we target again um, hard to reach groups uh, identified by Hartwishia Council and also I'm one of the trustees of a Bulgarian charity based in, in Enfield the charity the name of the charity is Bulgarian Center for Social Integration and Culture um, the charity was set up in the summer of 2018 with the aim to support the Bulgarian community in Enfield and uh, in London and to promote uh, quicker integration. We plan, we aim to, um, to work closely with uh, the local authorities, with the NHS, with the volunteer sector, representatives of the academic and business fairs of both of the countries. And what we plan to do and what we started already doing with our partner organizations, mainly in Enfield, most of them are based in Enfield, not all of them, is to provide information and services and consultancy regarding the, a wide variety of problems um, experienced by the Bulgarian and the European community in Enfield. Um, you might be aware the Bulgarian community, especially in Southgate, in Edmonton and in... Um, um, around uh, Enfield Chase Station. It's very large, probably one of the biggest um, Bulgarian communities in Enfield. 
Uh, also, we Let, let's let's go into that in detail as we go along, because uh, I've got some questions about the, the the you know the amount of of Bulgarians that are living here. But tell us a bit about yourself as well. You come from an Armenian culture, don't you? And is there a, a large Armenian community in Bulgaria? And did they migrate as well? Yes, I'm. I, I was born in Bulgaria. My parents were born in Bulgaria. My grandparents were born in Bulgaria, but I'm a Bulgarian from Armenian backgrounds. There was a conflict between Bulgaria and Turkey in, in uh, around 1911, 1912, and a lot of Bulgarians moved to, uh, a, a lot of Armenians moved to Europe and Bulgaria uh, and France. At that time, France was the leader, the, the, the most influential probably country in Europe. So most of them moved to Armenia, to France and, and the south of France, I think about half a million Armenians. But the, the Armenian community in, in Bulgaria, it's, it, it is large. Bulgaria, is, it's a relatively small country, about 7 million. And I think there are about four or 5,000 uh, Armenians living in, in Bulgaria, mainly in Sofia. Sofia is the capital and also on the Black Peacock Garden and Plovdiv, the second biggest city. So okay. I, I was born in Bulgaria, but I'm, in fact, I'm Armenian. I, I do speak the language, not very well, but I can manage some conversation in Armenia. Okay, um, so how many Bulgarians are there in London and where have they tended to settle? Um, to be honest, we think that there are about somewhere between 220 and 240,000 Bulgarians uh, in London, in the UK. Most of them are in London. Um, one of the problems we identified in the last two years was that the local authorities in the UK don't have the correct data about the number of the European citizens living in the UK. The data is based on the last census. The last census was in 2011, I think. But since then, the demographic pictures in some part of the UK and mainly London has changed dramatic, dramatically. And this is the case in Enfield. So, do you do you have any idea about the numbers in Enfield itself? I don't, to be honest. But a couple of days ago, um, we had a meeting with um, uh, representatives of the Bulgarian Roma community in Edmonton. And again, the data they have—it's not that's not official data, obviously. But they told me that there are about fifteen thousand. Bulgarians from a Roma background living in Edmonton in, in Karinge. So it's quite a large community representing a subgroup of Bulgarian citizens experiencing very specific problems, if I have to be honest with you. Okay, well, let's come to those problems. But I gather that the mayor has said that East Europeans, and particularly the Romanians and Bulgarians, have been hard to reach. Why is that, do you think? Well, that's true, yes. In 2017, the Bulgarian, the Eastern European communities, and notably the Bulgarian and Romanian and the Bulgarian Roma community were identified by um, the Community Engagement Department of the Mayor of Sadiqan as hard to reach and underrepresented. Um, the reasons for these decisions are complex and are related to the I will say to the interaction between uh, local authorities in London and those communities, but again, in the last two years, we identified 15 major problems, and um, I will try to mention them just with one word. Number one, the number of Eastern Europeans living in London. Um, when um, 
a large group of people move to a certain area, this is the case in in um, in, in, in Enfield, interaction with the local authority authorities and other agencies um, um, might be limited to some extent, especially in the beginning of this interaction. Number two, lack of support network. Unlike, unlike many other communities, Eastern European communities in Enfield don't have a support network, a, a network of organizations supporting them. And do you think, I mean, some people have argued that Bulgarians and Romanians have faced a particularly hostile environment. Has that been your experience? Uh, absolutely, I do. Not my personal experience, to be honest, uh, but I, I, I'm certain of that. As you know, more, for more than 10 years, there was a campaign about the European citizens living in, in the United Kingdom, and especially against the uh, Eastern European citizens, notably the Bulgarian and the Romanian community. I'm not going to mention the newspapers and the, and the very right-wing and the names of the very right-wing right uh, politicians in this country, but that was a fact for more than 10 years, campaign against us. And uh, what I have to uh, highlight is that all of us, we are, I work full-time with taxpayers and we are voters. So there was a campaign uh, uh, against certain um, taxpayers and voters in this country for more than 10 years. Well, you've gone about trying to reach out to that community, haven't you? And you've looked at how you can also reach out to other communities from Eastern Europe. You've done that, I believe, by developing the Eastern European Forum. Do you want to tell us about that? That's true, yes. We, um, we set up with my friend, um, um, Adina Maglan. She's a Romanian citizen um, living um, in, in London, in Northwest London. In Brent, we set up a network with Adina, uh, the Eastern European uh, Forum, more than 50 organizations representing the Bulgarian, Romanian, the Bulgarian Roma community, uh, the Polish community, the Hungarian, um, Albanian, and Serbian communities are members of the network, also representatives of different local authorities, the Ministry for Housing and local uh, governments, I hope I'm not going to miss uh, anyone, but more than 50 organizations, as I said. And our first meeting was uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, the Bulgarian Embassy in London provided the venue for free. And what we plan to do is just um, to work together and to try to tackle some of the problems, uh, which uh, I was about to mention. But as I said, 15 major problems. We identified 15 major problems. One of them, by the way, is lack of political representation. So it's very rare occurrence to, to meet a councillor from not even Bulgarian or Eastern European background, a councillor from European background in this country. And in some parts of London, the Eastern European communities are the second biggest group of taxpayers and voters in this country. So how would you expect to engage with those communities if they're not represented at all on a political level? Also, a lack of correct data available to local authorities, as, as, as I said. The local authorities don't know how many people from uh, European or Eastern European background are living um, in the area. Uh, lack of awareness of specific issues and cultural barriers. Um, a lack of specific programs tailored also to their needs. Um, lack of uh, resources tailored to their specific needs also. 
um, lack of uh, specific events tailored to them. For example, we celebrate uh, International Women's Day. We celebrate um, the gay culture. We celebrate um, um, what Black History Month, for example. But when it comes to the second biggest group of taxpayers in Brent, for example, we don't have any any events um, celebrating the Eastern European, even the European culture in London. What about what about Enfield? Have we got anything here? And there's no East European, and certainly no Bulgarian councillors, are there? Not the island, but um, probably I have to say in the last couple of months, I, I must mention here, probably this is the time to mention five, six names. We, we managed to establish very good working relationship with Enfield Council. Um, and I'm going to mention the names of Kate Osamore MP and John Ryan MP and the leader of the councillors, uh, Nesil, the mayor of London, Mrs. Caracas, who else? Neka, Neka Kiazor, she, she, uh, Councillor Neka Kiazor. Yeah, community relations. Exactly, and Councillor uh, Yasmin Brett and Hussein Akpinar, and all, all of them, I'm so grateful for their support. What we organized just uh, a couple of days ago, we organized in Edmonton a, a Bulgarian Christmas concert, a charitable Christmas concert. We raised almost 400 pounds supporting uh, a Bulgarian guy who lives in, in, in Enfield suffering from cancer, 15 local organizations, um, Bulgarian organizations for traditional music performed there. And we had about almost 400 guests, uh, if I have to uh, be honest. The councillors were there, the mayor was there, NECA was there, all of them. I'm very grateful. Uh, um, they provide great support and guidance uh, on, on on how to tackle the problems with the Bulgarian communities. You do this, do you not, through what you've set up, which is the Bulgarian Centre for Social Integration and Culture. Is that an organisation which is Enfield-based? It is, yes. It's a, it's a Bulgarian community. We're based uh, in Enfield. Um, initially, um, there were all, only five of us. Uh, now we are recruiting more volunteers. And as I said, uh, we aim to provide information, services, and consultancy regarding a wide variety of problems experienced by the Bulgarian Eastern European communities. We started uh, delivering drop-in sessions uh, targeting the Bulgarian and Eastern European community in Enfield. We work with uh, Starksfield Primary School uh, in Edmonton. Uh, we delivered uh, our first drop-in sessions uh, there with the support of uh, Europe House. Europe House is the European Commission in London, and um, the the uh, and uh, and the, Euro the European Commission in How and and Enfield um, uh, and the support of the Bulgarian community in Enfield. Also, we uh, met uh, Edmonton Community Partnership. It's a platform of uh, 22 or 24 schools based in Enfield and in Edmonton. So we discuss a few ideas and we plan to organize. One of the things we, we, we plan to organize, it's a Bulgarian or maybe Bulgarian Eastern European fair uh, in Edmonton. Uh, and uh, the other uh, thing we, we hope to develop uh, soon is we want to develop a specific problems tailored to, I'm going to highlight this to the to the specific needs of the Bulgarian community from Roma background in Enfield. As you might be aware, I, I was invited to attend a meeting a couple of months ago, a public meeting 
on prostitution organized by by sorry uh, Enfield Council. More than 80% of the sex workers in Edmonton are from Bulgarian, Bulgarian Roma, R Romanian, and Bulgarian R Romanian Roma background. So how how can you tackle a problem like that? What help can you give? Um, well, uh, I'm going to we're going to rely on the help of Enfield Council. But what I'm going to suggest is probably what Enfield Council should consider is approaching the Migration Fund people, the Ministry of Housing and local governments, and to prepare a bit more. Uh, as far as I know, six local authorities in London got almost half a million pounds to tackle similar problems. Obviously, we, we, are, we are happy to support them. We will provide our, um, our support network and our language skills, everything, but the initiative should come from Enfield Council. It's, it's a big task and it's a long-term long project. We're a small organization, we're happy to support them, but they have to be the people who will develop and will monitor the program. Okay, and you, you have a project, don't you, that you call Bringing Communities Together. Is that part of the Center for Social Integration or is that something separate? No, this is something separate. It's, it's a program. Um, 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 it's subsidized by the Ministry of Housing and Local Governments. Um, and the program is delivered by Hertfordshire Council and four partner organizations based in, 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 in Hertfordshire. I manage the program in Hartsmere, uh, and again we target communities identified as Hartford and underrepresented by Hertfordshire Council. Uh, in uh, in in Hartsmere, those communities are the Polish community, the the Romanian community, and the Asian community. And one of the things we do is to facilitate easier access to the services provided by the local authorities, because again, this is one of the problems we identified in the last uh, couple of years, again, working on behalf of Brand Council and working with Eastern European communities. One of the biggest problems is that um, a, 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 a large number of people, for example, in Enfield, don't have access to the services provided by the local authorities. We want to tackle this problem. And they don't have access to the services provided by Enfield Council for many reasons. Language barrier, number one. Number two, they're not aware of the services available to them. Number three, some of the services provided by Enfield Council simply don't exist in Bulgaria or in Romania, in Poland, in most of the countries in Central and Eastern Europe. And I'm going to give you a very specific and a very common example. For example, the health visiting service. Years ago, I used to work for the NHS. I, I was working for the... Um, for Antil Barnett and Haringey Mental Health NHS Trust. The health visiting service um, simply doesn't exist in Bulgaria and most of the Bulgarian citizens weren't accessing the, the health visiting service simply because they weren't aware that this service exists. So we want to tackle very specific issues. But again, it's very difficult to tackle these issues if you don't have any representatives on a political level, someone to raise this issue and to say, well, we've got the problems here. We've got 10 or 15 or 20,000 Bulgarians living in this area, and we have to address this problem. But you, you, you are trying to um, develop a number of partners, aren't you, to help you and to make your voice heard. What partners are you reaching and what partners are being involved with you? Um, we, we established again 
very good working uh, relationships uh, relationship with the law centers network um, we started delivering drop-in sessions with them uh, subsidized by the european commission drop-in session on the new um, status, status proposed by the home office for eu citizens living um, in the uk also as i said um, we, uh, we 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 plan to start working with edmonton community partnership an umbrella organization of 25 schools based in Enfield and in Edmonton, um, Enfield Council, and also um, we're going to work actively with the Eastern European uh, Forum we set up with uh, Adina Maglan uh, two years ago, as I said, representatives of more than uh, seven different communities, also communities represented in, in Enfield. Not only the Bulgarian community is one of the biggest in Enfield, also the Romanian community, the Polish community is, is quite big, just around the corner there is a Polish church, more than 500 people attending the services every weekend. So, I mean, you, you say that your organization is quite small at the moment, but your diaspora is quite large. So how are you reaching out to your own diaspora to get them involved, involved in local politics, involved in local community, involved in, involved in volunteering, and involved in cross-cultural cultural events? Social media is a very powerful tool, extremely powerful tool. We live in a digital era, 2019 almost. There are Facebook pages, of, for example, Bulgarians living in London. Some of them are living in London. Some of the members of the Facebook page, Bulgarians living in London, are living in London. They're local taxpayers, they're local residents, they're local voters. So, so social media, mainly social media. I'm going to give you another example. I think I might be wrong, but I think, for example, the, the Facebook page, Romanians living in London, there are 200,000 members on that platform, on that Facebook page. One, one single message, one sentence will reach with one click 200,000 people. So it's a very social, uh, uh, I mean, um, the social media's, Facebook is a very powerful tool. We rely mainly on, 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 on Facebook at the moment. And are we sharing this interview on that particular group? We do, yes. On right. that group. That's good. That's good. So we will get them interested. That's, that's fine. The, but sorry. also, I have to, I have to say, we, we again established very good working relationship with the Bulgarian newspapers in London. There is a Bulgarian TV channel and Bulgarian radio station. And another example, one of, the one of the biggest Bulgarian online platform in London, the website is visited by 100,000 people living in London on a daily basis. Can you imagine this is a massive platform? That's why I want to encourage Enfield Council and the councillors who are extremely supportive, I have to say, and sympathetic to our cause. They have to work with us because this is a, a platform they can reach easily to to really hard to a group which is uh, officially identified as hard to reach by the mayor of London. Yeah, we've got to digitize councillors. I agree with that. That's, that's an important thing to do. Tell me though, another topic. I mean, many Bulgarians came over here because of free movement. Are they now a bit concerned because of the chaos over Brexit and what their future might be? Absolutely. Um, in the summer of 2018, we organized a fair in Enfield. <laughs> 2,500 Bulgarians attended the fair, local residents, um, and um, 
as part of the whole process, getting credits for our charity, uh, we, we prepared um, a questionnaire with 25 uh, questions related to the interaction between the Bulgarian and the Eastern European communities in Enfield and Enfield Council, and not only Enfield Council, also other agencies, the NHS, the police, etc., etc. And <clears throat> more than 60% indicated, one of the questions was about Brexit, and more than 60% indicated that they were uh, worried about their status and the status of their families after Brexit. And here maybe I have to, um, I have to highlight the fact that Brexit and especially the new uh, settled and pre-settled status proposed by the Home Office, you might be aware that after, after Brexit, the European citizens living in, in the UK must apply for, if they've been living in the UK for more than five years, they have to apply for settled status and those living for less than five years must apply for a, a status called a pre-settled status. Our concern is that most of the European and Eastern European, the Bulgarian citizens, uh, in our case, living in Enfield, will not qualify for the new status. This will have a massive impact on the local economy. Why? More than 60% of them are employed in the service sector industry. Can you, all of them, not all of them, obviously, but the majority of them are kitchen porters, um, shop assistants, drivers, they work in the local pub, they work in the local shop. Can you imagine if only half of them must leave the country because they can't meet the new, re the, the new requirements? But so it's, very concerned. But yeah. also this will have a massive impact on the local schools. Yeah, but it also has an impact on Bulgaria itself, doesn't it? I mean, it's a global problem because I gather one and a half to two million Bulgarians have gone home and that influx back into Bulgaria, they can't handle it in a way. So we're disrupting our own services and we're cre creating dysfunction in Bulgaria itself. Absolutely. Um, more than two million Bulgarians are living abroad. As I said, about 20, uh, 220 or 240,000 of them in London, in the UK. Can you imagine a wave of five or 10 or 20 or 50,000 Bulgarians going back to Bulgaria because they can't meet the new requirements uh, in the UK? It will put a massive pressure on the social services in Bulgaria to extend it. Um, I will say that probably they will collapse. Can you imagine if 50,000 Bulgarians have to apply for uh, 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 have to get registered with the, with their GP in Bulgaria, for example. It will put, put them enormous pressure on the services in Bulgaria. So what, what could reassure the Bulgarians and East Europeans here? What would you want? Um, in terms of Brexit and in terms of the new status proposed by the Home Office, the most important thing is, and I'm going to ask Enfield Council to fully support us in this, first of all, we need not only the Bulgarians, the, the European citizens living in the UK, those 4 million people living in the UK. We need a massive information campaign. This is number one, our priority number one. They're not aware of the fact that they have to apply for this status. So information campaign, especially tailored to the needs of hard to reach groups, and especially the Roma community coming from Hungary, coming from Poland, from Romania, from Bulgaria, from Czech Republic, from Central and Eastern Europe. So massive campaign, information campaign, explaining the whole procedure.
We've lost your sound. Hello. Oh, that we're back. I'm back. Yes, sorry. Um, what I was saying that we need an information campaign, um, um, but also um, the the problem experienced by the Eastern European communities in the UK. If those problems, if we don't tackle those problems, it will lead to maybe. I will say five, ten major problems in this country. First of them, first of, uh, the first one will be difficulties in career prog progression. If you don't support these people, they're going to stay in this country and they will, they will experience, experience difficulties in their career progression. Difficulties accessing the services provided by the local authorities. This is a fact. And we have to face the fact. I'm going to give you another example. In Brent, uh, the second biggest department of Brent Council, the Eastern European communities, Brent is the second biggest group. And only 9% of them, only 9% of them have access to the services provided by Brent Council. I'm sure this is the case also in Enfield. So we have to encourage, encourage them to use the services provided by the local authorities, their taxpayers. Okay. I mean, that sounds a big problem and you've got a big job on and I hope councillors who are listening or who will watch this will um, contact you and see what they can do to help. Now, you know, other people might want to be involved with you, getting close to the end now. So finally, if people want to be involved with you, whether they're Bulgarians or whether they come from any community and they want to link with you in a cross-cultural way or they want to link up with you to help, how do they get in touch with you? What can they do? Um, I think the easiest way to contact us is on Facebook. We've got the page um, uh, Bulgarian Center for Social Integration and Culture. We've got almost 1,000 uh, service users uh, at the moment. So please contact us on Facebook. They can phone us also on 07758118609. That's 07758118609. Or, uh, or just to contact the local councillors. I'm sure all of them um, are aware of our organisation and they will happy to uh, provide our contact details. Okay, well, thanks very much, Nishan. That was a really good interview and I think people will get a, a, a really good idea of, of what your community is, what it's doing, what its problems are, what it brings to our communities, the great things it brings. Um, so if people want to contact you, yes, on your site, and if people want to you know, contact me through Enfield Voices or post on Enfield Voices any, uh, you know, interest they have, any help they would like to give, I'll pass it on to Nishan. Nishan is a member of Enfield Voices anyhow, so he'll pick it up. So please do that. So thank you very much, Nishan, for doing this. And I hope this is the first of many interviews we do from the different communities in Enfield, because I think those communities enrich us in all that we do. So thank you for being the pioneer on this, uh, Nishan. And I hope we'll talk to you again in the future. So thank you. And we'll end this interview now. Mm -hmm.